nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds. It was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Mayday, mayday. Going down. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Human beings are a disease. The cancer of this planet. I see dead people. The power of Christ compels you. 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 Hello, hello, welcome back everyone for another week at the Swerve Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back for another week of the podcast. If you're a first time listener and you're wondering what you've stumbled across, we're the Swerve Podcast and we're three random dudes on a mission to understand everything in the universe, one obscure topic at a time. So our premise is very simple, every week we pick a topic that we don't really know anything about, we research it and then we discuss it on the fly during the podcast. And then we still don't really know anything about it. <laughs> so I believe, uh, Izzo, you have some words? This week we have a very exciting episode, but before we get into it, I just want to mention that we do have a Patreon. Yeah, okay. We have the $1 Ride the Wave tier, and that'll give you shoutouts on the podcast and access to the bonus content. Then we also have the $3 Slap the Ass tier, and that'll give you shoutouts on the podcast, all the bonus episodes we've done, which is one a month, and you'll also get early access to all the episodes that we release. So you'll be in the know a few days earlier than everyone else. I do also want to say that if you don't want to support us financially, that's fine too. We really do appreciate you reaching out, telling your friends about it, leaving reviews, interacting with us on our social media. That helps us out a bunch. And we, yeah, we would just really appreciate the support. You're, you're on this journey with us together. Cute. We do have a second important component to this podcast. Dragon, please. Yeah, arguably the most important um, component of the podcast, really. But yeah, we like to uh, we like to drink a little bit while we do this. Sometimes it's a little bit. Sometimes it's a lot. Um, yeah, we just like to experiment different types of drinks, beers, wines, cocktails, shots. We used to have a punishment shot at one point. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, we just kind of do a roundtable. We uh, all just kind of experiment with our own drinks. And I don't know what, we, what we've got today, gentlemen. What's on the menu? What's on tap? Yeah, so I'm keeping it uh, pretty simple. I have a Corona going right now. And I also have a vodka water with lemon flavor in it. It's like a lemonade. But it's it, a vodka like put water. Like a, like a powder in it? No, it's not a powder. It's like a, it's a squirt. It's like, like uh, a Kool-Aid mix. Squirt. What's that? <laughs> is it a Mio Sport? Yeah, squirt? it's a me. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Lemonade flavor. Nice. You know, it's good because it's, you know, no calories. It's just, just the vodka has the calories. So, and if it's the sports one, uh, it also has caffeine in it. Not a sponsor, but just a shout out to Mio Sport. <laughs> well, let's hope it's not sport because, uh, I don't want to be up all fucking night. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's why I'm up all the time because I drink a lot of these fucking lemonades. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sakes! I don't think it's a sport, though. I hope it's not a sport. 
I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm keeping it pretty simple here. I got some Coors Banquets uh, that I'll be drinking during the podcast. So, nice, simple but effective. Excellent, great beer. Um, I have a rum and coke on the go, keeping it simple as well. Basically gone. Drank it while my computer was loading. <laughs> so um, we'll have to uh, go reload here. But yeah, just a. Uh, just a white rum, some Hell Bacardi yeah. white rum, and some Coke Zero, and uh, see what else is in the beer fridge after. That's excellent. I just want to say to our listeners, we do feature our drink recipes each week on our Instagram and Facebook, so you can go follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and you'll have access to those recipes. <laughs> this week, it's not the most in-depth, but uh, we do actually have some dank drinks we threw out there. So shall we, shall we hop into the basics at this point? Yeah, I just got one more thing to say before we get into it. Uh, so this was a Patreon requested topic by Giant. And that's another thing that I want to mention is if you have topic recommendations for us, please let us know on our social medias. Uh, Patreons do get a priority. So every Patreon request that we've gotten for a topic we've done, uh, the general audience comes next. So we've gotten to a lot of those as well. But yeah, if you find something interesting and you don't want to do the research yourself, tell us about it and we'll come out with an episode just like this one. So, all right, let's get into the basics. Okay, so I want to say uh, this topic is insane. This is, uh, we're talking about Nikola Tesla and his free energy theory and how it relates to the pyramids in Egypt and some we're going to be all over the place with this one, but we're going to make it make sense because we, we fucking did a deep dive, but I want to issue a disclaimer right off the fucking bat. There's some crazy theories that we're going to get into and they completely disagree with modern interpretation. <laughs> Am I drunk? They completely <laughs> disagree with modern interpretations of physics. So we know this, we're going into this topic knowing this. Everything like we're about to say. Type of stuff? Hell no, getting... it's not. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're it's not, not getting like that. into that crazy? It's not no. that. We're not that crazy. Sorry, Flat Earthers, if you're listening, but uh, we're never going to fucking do that topic. That's for sure. <laughs> Please sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless you sign up for Patreon and recommend yeah. it. Then we'll by make default, a, we have to we'll, do it. We, we'll, make our, a flat we Earth. it. we'll make a Flat Earth tier just for you. a month (laughs) that's actually a great idea Hmm. okay so i just want to mention like what we're about to discuss it's going to be highly speculative the discussion is going to it's going to be all over the place uh so just relax you know just enjoy the ride you don't have to freak out it's fine we know we're speculative we're diving in we're going to try to figure it out so my goal is to discuss the claims that people are making in regards to Nikola Tesla's free energy devices and how his theory of these this free energy device applies to the ideas that the pyramids of Egypt were actually power plants capable of harnessing limitless energy, or we can just call it free energy. So in order to do that, there's a lot that has to happen. First, we have to talk about Nikola Tesla. He's a, he's a famous genius and inventor. We'll get into him. A lot of people like him. Um, you know, he, he was in love with pigeons for a bit when he was old. Uh, you know, I think 80% of our modern 
devices we wouldn't have without Tesla. So that's huge. Pretty important guy. What happened to the other 20%? He just stopped. Other inventors, but he's the goat of inventors. He's the yeah. Michael Jordan of inventors. Please. 100% yeah. or nothing. That's how we operate here. <laughs> At the swerve? We do a, we're 100% or nothing. Yeah. yeah. You're 100% or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, why, that's why there's a lot of nothing. <laughs> this makes a lot of sense now. Uh, so, so, two, we, we have to discuss a lot of Nikola Tesla's theories and his inventions that relate to electricity, harnessing energy, and wireless energy transfer. So we're going to get into that after we discuss tesla and then three we have to discuss how all of this his, these inventions and these theories might apply to the egyptian pyramids and we have to discuss how there's a might be a possibility that these ancient structures were actually a technology capable of harnessing power and energy and then lastly we're just going to talk about pyramid power there's a lot of theories on pyramid power using pyramids to harness certain energies uh, things like this. And there's a lot of experiments that uh, claim to support the idea of pyramid power. So that's 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 the general flow of today. We got to talk about Nikola Tesla, talk about his theories, talk about Egypt, and then talk about how pyramids might actually uh, have these, these possibilities. And like I said, a lot of this is going to disagree with uh, basically everything that I learned in physics class. So <laughs> So I'm taking it with a grain of salt, but I'm going to present it. We went deep on this one. Luckily for me, I didn't learn much in physics class, so. <laughs> I'm so an open that's... book. I'm a blank <laughs> canvas, if you will. Hey, well, you know, you might be a believer by the end of this. We'll see. That's right. Okay, so let's let's hop into this. Let's talk about Nikola Tesla. He is a famous inventor, an eccentric thinker, and basically just like a straight-up super genius. He's a Serbian-American inventor. Uh, he's an electrical engineer, a mechanical engineer, and a futurist. He, so, you know, he has a lot of titles. People say he does a lot of stuff, and he does. Some of his notable inventions are the Tesla coil, the magnifying transmitter, which both of those we definitely are going to dive into because they tie into this harnessing of free energy. He also ha invented the Tesla turbine, the shadow graph, radio, so thank you, just radio, period. He invented that. Neon lamps. So <laughs> for all the fucking strip stuff. clubs out there, shout out to yeah. Nikola Tesla. Uh, the Niagara Falls Transformer House. And probably the most important, uh, AC electricity. So alternating current electricity. So basically yeah. all... Anytime you plug into your outlet to, you know, watch your fucking Netflix or... <laughs> and the light bulb. I don't know. Look at your <laughs> devices. Yeah, or, or yeah, you need light or something like that's uh, that's Nikola Tesla. So good for Wait, him. Wait, I thought the light bulb was someone else. Thomas Edison was the first to patent it. Ah. Um. Yeah. So Tesla. Tesla. Tesla's a what would you say? A boss, he's, basically. He's, he's a big. He's deal. out of this world. Maybe even uh, actually out of this world. <laughs> you think he's an alien? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like Elon Musk. <laughs> Nobody knows El that much information and invents that many things. <laughs> Elongated muskrat. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, okay. 
So he had a bunch of patents for various things in addition to what I just listed, but those are some notable ones. But basically, of these inventions, he, there's a claim that he had this device to harness power on Earth and produce free energy, which we'll get into because this is... I don't know. This is you're gonna get a lot of misinformation on the internet where this comes from, and I I think I've tired. I think I figured it out. So we're gonna go through it, and we're gonna get to the bottom of it. But he basically believed that he could harness fluid electrical charge of the Earth and then generate a limitless power supply. So he he was against um, centralized coal powered power stations and the burning of fossil fuels. So you know he was an environmentalist in the early 1900s. So he's before his time. So he, he thought these kind of technologies were sinful waste. So, you know, part of his goal was how can I solve this problem? And that's interesting to know, right? Because if you have that backstory about Nikola Tesla, and then you think about the company in present day Tesla um, with Elon Musk, makes some sense. Elon is... <laughs> Yeah, pushing yeah, it kind of Tesla makes sense. forward with the name Tesla, right? He's trying to make uh, he's uh, you know, get rid of carbon in the atmosphere. But I mean, in doing so, he's also emitting a lot of greenhouse gases to produce these green vehicles. Well, you you win some, you lose some, Izzo. <laughs> well, they're in are deep you criticizing waters right Elon now. Musk? Yeah, they're in deep waters right now because they're not actually as like green as they say they are because the production of all these things is still a dirty process yeah yeah it's true no but he has an idea <laughs> of cleaning but, up I mean, the world it's... you know who does it better though toyota <laughs> drive <laughs> yeah look at this this is he's fucking sponsored toyota. by these guys this episode has been sponsored yeah. <laughs> look at this here we, we go can... Man, we could use a Toyota spot. I could use a fucking little Prius. new Tacoma or something like that. <laughs> Prius. <laughs> Prius. Yeah. No way. I, I drive V8s or nothing. <laughs> so Tesla, just so we have an idea of this time frame, he's born 1856 and he dies 1943. So he actually dies of a blood clot in 1943 while he was in his New York apartment. Um, I think he was 86. So, you know, he had a good run and he did a lot. And he was, he had, I just want to, I have to say a little bit more about him. Like we've already kind of pumped his tires, but it's even, he's even more impressive than you think. He was a gifted linguist. So he spoke yeah, fluffing eight him up pretty languages. Good. What do you, what's, it's a, that's a job. That's a, <laughs> you can make a living. I agree. I agree. Well, what are we, you trying to, you trying to put down make, fluffers? No, I'm just like, making fun of you. Like equating me to that. <laughs> What's wrong with fluffers? Well, you, you normally stand. Too. You normally stand when we do this <laughs> podcast, but I'm pretty sure you're on your knees talking about Tesla here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tesla. So he had a superior mind and intelligence. So he had uh, an eidetic memory. So basically, that means he could he could make vivid mental images um, in his head and see them in great detail. So what this allowed him to do, he was capable of visualizing and manipulating individual parts of his inventions in three-dimensional space within his mind. So this kind of, you know, this ability, it, it helped him. That's why he was such a prolific inventor, because he, was, he said that he would sometimes just wake up or be suddenly hit with a realization on how something would work. 
and then he'd be able to construct it, deconstruct it, and run simulations of how the device would work in his mind just on the fly. You know, so that's that's impressive. Wait, and it don't we all think like that, or is it just me? You suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> like you're trying, you're trying, you're trying to say you're like Nikola Tesla. Yeah, my goal is to relate all of this back to me. (laughs) (laughs) You can speak eight languages. Well, I'll give you, you you got two down for sure, so I'll give you that. Actually, you know what? I don't even know if that's true. Bonjour. Is it like like 1.5? Maybe 1.5? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like 3.5. What's the... (laughs) What are they? Uh... Yeah, this is. I can't even name three languages. (laughs) (laughs) All right, okay. So I got a little. So Tesla, this is also cool. He had just an awesome work ethic, which is I just like that. He would he claimed to sleep two hours per night, and uh, he would work like eighty four hours straight, sometimes. And apparently, he this is how he would do things. He would work till nine in the morning till six p.m. And then he would dine at exactly 8, 10 p.m. And then go home and work until 3 a.m. That was kind of like his. How much Mio Sport do you think he drank when he's doing this? <laughs> Stay up. He invented Mio Sport. Yeah, he invented <laughs> Mio Sport. <laughs> so it's just impressive guy. So I just, that was the whole point of this is just to set the stage, paint the picture that we're dealing with a historical figure that was an anomaly of his time. Uh, and present day, he did a lot of shit, and he was, uh, you know, he's a genius. I think that he suits that term just fine. So now we need to, to talk about Tesla and this free energy story. So, like I said, right, Tesla, he he was trying to come up with a way to give the world free energy or limitless energy, and he had some ideas. But to really understand that, we have to go through the timeline of some of his inventions here. So this free energy story, it begins when Tesla invented AC electricity. So alternating current um, electricity. And like I mentioned in the basics, AC is, this is the power we use today to power our homes. Uh, Anytime we plug into the outlet, that's what we're using. So we have Tesla to thank for that because it wouldn't be like that if it wasn't for him. Now, what's interesting at this time, AC was it wasn't like it was a big deal like uh he was in competition with thomas edison um who Izzo brought up a little bit earlier but thomas edison was basically trying to use dc electricity so direct electricity and nikola tesla actually came up with a way to do it better and he came up with the with the ac electricity and it's funny because nikola tesla actually worked for thomas edison but then Edison mm. screwed him over at some point. So he he just left and then just just crushed it. He's just like, fuck you. I'm just going to go over here and like invent a bunch of shit. And he did. AC electricity was superior to DC. So it was kind of just like a direct like, fuck you, Edison. Like, you know, what are you going to do? I did it. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know? it's like what you know so it just becomes the master exactly although i don't he wasn't even a student of edison like he i think edison just straight up hired him because they 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 were in like a conversation at some point or i forget the exact story to Mm. it but uh edison had the money 
Tesla had the mind? Yeah, pretty much. And that was one of, when I said he screwed him over. That's what actually ha- Edison made a deal with Tesla to to solve some kind of problem, and Tesla did. And he's like, "Well, where's my money?" And he's like, "Oh, that's just like a figure of speech here in America." Mm. And Tesla's like, "Okay, fuck this," and then laughing. <laughs> so the AC, it's just it's a superior form of electricity, and it's it it can it allows the power to be transmitted through power lines efficiently and at a high voltage. And this reduces energy lost as heat due to the resistance of the wires. So, and it, it, and it, it just allows for it to be transformed at a lower, safer voltage just for, for use. So it, it was just better. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. Yeah, like direct current is just like straight from a battery, whatever the voltage is, is like that's what gets. Yeah, where AC, you can increase or decrease yeah. it with a transformer. That's, yeah, that's the idea. Thank you for uh, saving me there. <laughs> he, so, so okay. So the, the reason the AC is important is number one, it's just honestly, it's like we use it to this day, like everything uses it. But two, it led in 1891 using AC electricity. Tesla now developed what he called the Tesla coil. And the Tesla coil, this is, this is like the coolest shit. Uh, when I was going through Tesla's inventions and stuff and researching into this, this was this was one of the coolest because you can buy one and I want to buy one. I want to have one on my desk, and I just want to fuck with it all the time. And I'll explain what it does because it's fucking cool. So basically, the Tesla coil it produces a high frequency, uh, high voltage arcs. So what that means, if I were to describe it, if you're looking at the Tesla coil, you're literally seeing electricity being emitted in the immediate area from the top of the device. So it, it's like it's like you're watching like lightning-like discharge fly out of the end of the Tesla coil. And those are the voltage arcs, these high-frequency voltage arcs that, that, I just, that I mentioned earlier. So it's, it's, it's a crazy thing to see. And like you don't get electrocuted with it <laughs> because like the way it's, it's, it's set up and the way it passes like over your skin, you can like touch it and stuff. Like it, it, you can get like a burn from it if you hold your finger there like an idiot, but like you actually don't <laughs> die from it. And it has like extremely high voltages. So hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what's even crazier about the Tesla coil, this is, this is what's crazy. So you, just imagine if you haven't seen one, I don't know. The, the best way I can describe it is just, they can be big. They can be small. If you were to picture, like picture something the size of like a pop can picture that. And then there's like an antenna kind of out of it. And then like, there's like voltages, like purple little lightning bolts flying out of it, just midair. That's kind of what it would look like. And it can be it can be bigger than that. But like if you were to just buy one on the internet, that's about how big they would be. But what happens is this is using AC electricity. And this discharge of these voltage arcs in the into the air, actually, the air, it like completes the circuit. So you have you're literally seeing electricity, but that electricity is literally in the air as well. So if you bring a light bulb near the Tesla coil, the light bulb will light up and there's nothing touching it. So it's like you can power a light bulb just in midair by bringing Mm. it near the coil. Hmm. It's crazy. And not, it's not just a light bulb, like anything that uses AC electricity you can power it if you bring it near the Tesla coil. 
So like you'll see people on the internet, they'll like play music through the Tesla coil. You know, they'll just like turn on like random like motors and stuff. It's it's fucking fascinating. So it's the Tesla coil is literally a wireless electricity transmitting device, to put it simply. Can you charge your phone? Well, that's that's funny you say that because that's that's how those you know, there's wireless charging phone charging systems. That's, that's how, how this operate. would work. Yeah. Cool. So no, it's crazy. So the Tesla coil is a huge, it's like, it, it's a pretty impressive invention. And this basically, when he made this, this led to the concept of producing wireless energy. So <laughs> this, this will lead me into the next thing that I have to say, but I want to mention one thing before we get into that. When I was researching this, it says like, and I'm not going to claim like I'm not an electrical engineer, so I'm not going to understand some of these terms, but I'll say the terms. It's the system relies on near field electromagnetic waves. So what that means is this is this is one of the limitations of the Tesla coil is when you increase the distance from the point that the voltage arcs are being emitted by a factor of two, the power decreases by a factor of 64. So what that means is if you just if just going a little bit away from the Tesla coil greatly reduces the power. So you have to be decently close to the electricity being emitted to utilize it so like it can't be used over like very large distances is the point yeah i was just gonna say to like have worldwide free wireless energy tesla wanted to like build these towers that just yes allow for the for the frequency to be stronger uh, I got this. So I got this coming in the air. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He basically he, that the Tesla coil gave him the idea. He's like, well, why don't I just scale this up? And uh, he had kind of two ideas. One was, can I use the ionosphere to transmit? Uh, the ionosphere is like a charged atmospheric layer around our in, in our atmosphere. I think it's the outermost layer before space. Actually, we talked a lot about it in Harp because Harp. Well, shout out to episode fuck what is it episode eight yeah that's throwback really- episode eight harp ionosphere uh very interesting but anyways he thought maybe you could use that or just use the earth directly and that's what he does so in 19 or sorry 1899 to 1900 uh so this is like not eight nine years after the invention of the tesla coil Tesla builds a new laboratory for a bigger Tesla coil in Colorado Springs. And he just calls this the magnifying transmitter. So this is basically a 15.5 meter in diameter device uh, or 51 feet for American listeners. And it had outputs of up to 12 million volts. (laughs) So, so that's crazy. And just to drive it home, like, I don't know if I was clear enough in the Tesla coil, but the point of a Tesla coil, it the way the circuits work, it it's I don't understand the electrical engineering of it, but when I was looking researching videos of it, you can how you coil things if there's a certain ratio between one of the coils in one circuit versus the other circuit, you can create a huge increase in volts. It's like a it's like a jump up. So 
that's why you get such a you get so much electricity coming out of the top of the tesla coil because of how the the circuitry is designed so like this 12 million volts is insane like this is a this is a lot and it's like in the air <laughs> it's yeah it's just like yeah so i just want to make point that out it's 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 a lot and he showed with this magnifying transmitter that he could light up three light bulbs at a distance of 30 meters away so it's 100 feet for american listeners so the point is this this like scaled up version of the tesla coil it clearly showed tesla was onto something like he was indeed harnessing like a a wireless energy and he was doing it like he was he was making it happen um i don't know it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think about that yeah i also like that uh like the is it colorado springs yeah colorado springs and then the other tower that he built too he built them in the same uh degree latitude i think or uh of uh the pyramids of giza so it was like 30 degrees of astronomical north and he built them in the same line um just like the pyramids so it's interesting which yeah which we'll get keep that in mind because that's actually a good point that's uh tesla did believe in some um ancient wisdom i guess we can classify it as that for now so yeah he he definitely did do that but (laughs) i just have one thing this magnifying transmitter this is just like a fun anecdote that i found one night the transmitter overloaded and it like completely burned out the power station (laughs) like for that town city or whatever and then like just the whole town just like was dark just blacked out Mm. so (laughs) It's just funny because it's like you have like this crazy genius. And you're probably like, oh, what the fuck's Tesla doing? He's got like this massive tower that he builds. And then like the whole town just gets fucked over. It's, I don't know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> He's so, like, but you have free energy now, so you don't need <laughs> that power out station or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So that that's 1899 to 1900. But 1901, so the magnifying transmitter that he built, uh, which is basically a scaled-up version of the Tesla coil, now that he has that, he's like, hey, let's take it to the next level. So he builds a way bigger transmitter, and this is called the Wardenclyffe Tower, and he builds it in New York. And basically the Wardenclyffe Tower, uh, I found it being referred to as that, but also as the Tesla Tower. So for listeners who may be familiar with this, I think those are used interchangeably. At least that's what I found on my research. And <laughs> this tower was located in a village of Shoreham, New York. So if anybody in Shoreham, New York is listening, shout out. We got you. We got you. We're shouting you out. Let's go. So he wanted to construct basically a network of these Tesla towers to to enable this wireless electricity and communications just throughout the world basically trying to construct a worldwide wireless system so i want to read this quote from tesla in 1926 uh it's kind of eerie because it relates so much to our current world and it ties into like his vision of the worldwide wireless system quote when wireless is perfectly applied the whole earth will be converted into a huge brain which in fact, if it is, 
all things being particles of a real and rhythmic whole, we shall be able to communicate with one another instantly, irrespective of distance. Not only this, but throughout through television and telephony, we shall see and hear one another as perfectly as though we were face to face. Despite interviewing, intervening distances of thousands of miles and the instruments through which we shall be able to do this will be amazingly simple compared with our present telephone. A man will be able to carry one in his vest pocket. Yeah, it's crazy because he's right. It's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's exactly what happened. Like we all have, we literally all have a wireless fucking device that we carry in our pocket. In our vest pocket. Yeah. <laughs> we all wear vests as well. That's that's important <laughs> to mention. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Learn <laughs> style. I predict everyone wears vests in 2020. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> I own 45 vests. <laughs> One like for a every day of the uniform. month. Yeah. <laughs> like we're all Walmart employees or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, eh? yeah. Everybody's got a fucking vest. Do they wear vests at uh, Amazon? That'd be funny. They do, I think. Uh, Tesla. Look at Tesla. Everyone just fucking is, all predicting. the tech companies have their employees ah! wear vests. <laughs> I think we're on to something. <laughs> Next topic, Tesla vest theory. <laughs> okay, so let's I just wanna I gotta finish up this uh, Wardenclyffe Tower that we're discussing here. So basically they construct this tower and it's it's massive. It's uh, if you go on the internet, you'll find a lot of popular pictures. Um, if you if you look into this topic more, this tower is always referenced, and it, it's 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 this big fucking tower. But 1904, uh, the investors pull out. They're like, "Fuck this! I gotta pull out." So they do, and basically the whole concept just goes to shit. And the Wardenclyffe Tower later gets demolished in 1917. Because they had to demolish it to sell the metal to pay off debt. <laughs> so he has this great idea, right? Like we have the Tesla coil, which is like literally, it's like the first demonstration of actually wireless electricity. And they build a bigger version of it, this magnifying transmitter, and it works. And they build an even bigger version of it and they want to put it worldwide. And it just, it just goes to shit. It's just fucked. Um, I don't know. So there is some there is some allegations here. So based on my research, some people allege that J.P. Morgan knew that in addition to this wireless electricity com- uh, concept, that Tesla actually uh, had an idea to produce free energy. So I think I should mention at this point, Tesla, he would, at least based on my research, he would write patents for things, but he wouldn't tell the full story. You know what I mean? Like he would be like, this does this. And that's what his patent would say, but kind of like hidden in the messaging or kind of hidden through his writings, you could be like, okay, I think he's actually going to try to do this with it instead. So people allege, you know, it wasn't just a wireless electricity concept that they were using these towers for. 
people are alleging that actually they were going to use these towers to produce free energy and that, you know, JP Morgan knew about this and obviously you can't make money with free energy. So they just nixed it. And that's why the investors pulled out. That's the, that's the story at least. I don't know. So that's, that's, yeah. I would say like that still happens in our, in like today's world. Uh, if you have a good invention, that'll like save people money. Um, you might get bought out of your idea or your patent, and then it just never comes to market just because it's yeah, not profitable. It gets buried. Yeah, apparently, like, uh, there was a, a patent for concrete that never breaks. So, like, 50, 60 years concrete just wouldn't break. And then one of the bigger comp, uh, concrete companies bought it out and just killed it right there because they make money on broken concrete. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've I've heard a lot about those things. I've, I even remember there was, uh, like, there was electric, the idea of electric cars. Oh yeah, for a very long time, but those those technologies were shelved. Um, yeah. don't quote me on that. That's just like a loose memory I have of. I don't know. It could have just been like some fucking environmentalist lying about shit on the internet. It's probably what it was. <laughs> probably some stupid meme that I read, and I just think it's a real th- fuck's sakes. Yeah, you're right. I'm trying to remember. Just, just getting limbically hijacked by fucking, I don't know. Whatever. That's 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 let's get back to the topic. So I want to talk. I have to talk more about this free energy concept now. So we we you know can we outline Tesla's stuff right? Tesla coil, magnifying transmitter, and then the Wardenclyffe Tower. Now here's the thing. Tesla. Okay, so he believes he can send electrical current through the ground of the Earth to every location on the planet. So basically, what you can imagine is picture that there's like an array of these massive Tesla towers or the the, the Wardenclyffe towers all over the world. And he believed that he could send the current through the Earth as longitudinal waves. This is important. Remember, longitudinal <laughs> longitudinal way i can't say it longitudinal what the fuck is the word longitudinal i just said it longitudinal 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 waves longitudinal longitude 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 longitudinal 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 fuck sakes cape <laughs> so he he believed that you could send the current through the earth as longitudinal waves at the resident frequency of the earth to allow the current to distribute throughout the entire planet okay let's break that down so like resident without laying any sort of like any no conduits like you're not running wire nothing you can just shoot no wire. It through the ground yeah so we wow. talked about resident frequency a few times on this podcast uh throwback to episode 35 project gateway basically a resonant frequency the easiest way to understand this is with tuning forks so if you have a tuning fork that resonates at frequency x and then you have say a piano string that also resonates at frequency x the longitudinal waves transmitted by the sound in the air will actually make that tuning fork start vibrating because it has the same, it has it's the, that's the resonant frequency of the tuning fork. So if that piano string note resonates at the same frequency as the tuning fork, you can actually make the fork vibrate. So he, 
Tesla, what he's saying is he believed he could use the electrical current from these Wardenclyffe towers distributed across the Earth to vibrate at the same resonant frequency of the Earth. That was what his idea was, and that's how you would get it distributed all over the place, was it, you'd literally vibrate at the same frequency as the Earth. And then if, if, if his theory was correct, what you could do is just plug in anywhere on the planet and ex- access electrical energy. Before we continue the episode, if you're enjoying our Punk Rock AF podcast, the people you hang out with probably will too. Do us a solid and please pass on this episode to your social media friends on Facebook, Twitter, or other platforms. We would definitely appreciate your support helping us indoctrinate the masses. I'd also like to take this time to shout out some of our valued listeners. Shout out to Justin M for continuously liking and engaging with our posts. You sexy fucking beast, man. Let's go. Also, shout out to John C., Justin S., and Orion D. for commenting on and engaging with our recent internet posts. And lastly, shout out to Let's Go Brandon for going balls deep in YouTube comments and promoting us. We thank you immensely. To everyone else, please feel free to reach out and submit your topic or drink recommendations. May good karma and vibes be with all of you. Back to the show. So you could just like take your phone charger and just like plug it into the dirt, right into the soil. No, and then no, you could, like you'd, you could be, just you'd be your near. Phone. No, you'd be near the Wardenclyffe Tower. Like all the Wardenclyffe Towers would now have the energy because the energy is being distributed through the Earth. So if you were near a Wardenclyffe Tower, you would have access to power. That would be like your plug-in. Because remember, they it's it, the electricity is just in the air, so you'd just be near it. But why does that have to go through the ground? To distribute it. Ah. To like get to get electricity all over the earth. So you you know, you'd have it in one like yeah, it'd be like an equal distribution kind of thing. Right. That was the idea at least. Now I have I have to push back on this because when I was researching this, and this is true, this is again, this is where we're kind of breaking physics at this point. So longitudinal waves, we have to also talk about transverse waves. So here's the thing. You can't send electricity as a longitudinal wave because they behave as transverse waves. So for instance, the longitudinal waves, like an example of this is like how sound travels. You know, you have the air particles hitting each other and the wave transports like through the air. Uh, or, or like how a waves would travel in water. Those are examples of a longitudinal wave. But transverse waves are like, they're not like that at all. It's like, it's like literally like a sine wave. And it, it's, not, it's not like matter hitting matter to transport the wave. It's like literally its own thing. So the, the problem is, this is a huge criticism of Tesla at this point, because people who criticize this, they're saying, well, Tesla didn't understand the difference between longitudinal waves and transverse waves, and that you can't, electricity can't be sent as a longitudinal wave, right? So people criticize this theory. They're like, it's, it, it doesn't work. Um, but here's the thing. What if he did understand the difference? We're talking about Tesla here. What if he knew this? And what if he knew more than he actually revealed in his patents? And like I said, this was something he something often he did. did. Yeah. 
And Why would he do that? Just so he would get funding type of thing? He didn't want people uh, to not give him funding? He didn't want people to steal his shit. <laughs> so he'd like, pat- he'd only but he patent it. But, but he would like, you can patent it, but he didn't want to say too much. Because in the patent, you have to describe how the thing works kind of thing. So if he describes exactly how it works, then everyone knows kind of thing. So that people allege that he only described what he needed to and then kept in, some things to himself. In order to get the patent. Yeah. Weird. Yes. He just didn't trust anyone like with fully. So even though he needed the money for his inventions, he would patent it. But then knowing that, okay, uh, the higher ups and the people with the most power could easily steal his, all his ideas. So he patents it with like a kind of like blanks or stuff missing. Some and then keeps stuff. the real theories or experiments in his head or in a journal. Right. Yeah. His so, dream journal. <laughs> I don't know if he had a dream journal. Maybe. <laughs> Probably. He probably, he probably had a lot. Yeah, I don't know. He's a weird guy. So anyways, this this basically takes us to the point in the story where this is where the free energy story kind of continues because people say Tesla, no, Tesla knew what he was doing. He, he just didn't say it. So this is where things, we start breaking physics as we know it. And this is highly speculative, but we have to talk about it because it's going to lead, it's going to set up the pyramid stuff that we have to talk about. So it's alleged, so this transmitter, so the Wardenclyffe Towers, right? He, he wanted them all across the world. And it, it's alleged that these Wardenclyffe Towers didn't actually operate on alternating currents like he said that they were going to, like he led people to believe, remember? Like that was the whole point. Use AC current, you know, it's basically just a big Tesla coil. Use AC current, you can distribute things, you, you know, that was the thing. But people say alleged that no this wasn't the case they believe that the Wardenclyffe towers were actually operated in an entirely new domain of physics based on abrupt discharges of electrostatic potentials and the subsequent release of radiant energy from the omnipresent cosmos so to say that <laughs> say that in another way basically they're saying that there is some form of energy deep within the universe that tesla knew about that we can harness, but we just don't know about it yet, but Tesla did. And dis- Tesla discovered how to harness it and how to use it. And that was actually what he wanted to use these Wardenclyffe Towers for, was to access this universal energy. And he just termed it radiant energy. Conscience hmm. en- energy? Higher There's a lot of different energy. ways. A lot of different ways you, you could claim it. He referred to it as radiant energy. Um, but I've heard people people have call it all different kinds of things. But if you go to Tesla's original work, he will call it radiant energy. That's what he claims. So does that make sense so far where we're at? I don't know if I've explained. It's a lot of information, but yeah, it makes sense going from right. one step to the next. Yeah. yeah this like new new domain of physics maybe ancient physics yeah yeah he's saying (laughs) there's some kind of source of energy outside of our current understanding and he believes through his experiments that he harnessed it so 
Tesla quote has some quotes referring to this unknown energy source. Quote, The day science begins studying non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence. According to my observations, they come from all the suns of the universe and in such abundance that the part contributed by our own sun is very insignificant by percentage. Some of these rays are of such terrific power that they can traverse through thousands of miles of solid matter. So, yeah, Tesla, you know, I don't know, some cryptic shit, you know. He, he kind of has a way of saying weird stuff. But this is, this is kind of where people who are proponents of this free energy theory, this is what they're saying. They're saying that Tesla is referring to this unknown energy and, and in his writings, he's referring to it as radiant energy. So I want to make an important note right now for all the physicists out, out there about to leave us a one-star review, even after the multiple disclaimers I've said. I know radiant energy is actually used in a completely different way in modern physics. Uh, the radiant energy that people speak of today, completely different than the radiant energy Tesla is talking about. Um, or allegedly Tesla is talking about. Proponents of this free energy theory, they believe that the radiant energy is a part of the ether or the aether throughout the universe and that it can be harnessed. And this, the ether and aether stuff, you know, that's definitely outside the scope of, of modern physics. That stuff that's discredited with like the Michelson Moray experiments back in the time, back in ancient, not ancient time, but back. When was it? Early, late 1800s or early 1900s? Do we know what I'm talking about? I'm no. just going off memory here. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't there like that people used to think light like traveled through like an ether and the Michelson Moray experiments showed that it didn't travel through an, an ether? I don't remember bell. the ether part, but. But what they're saying, proponents of the free energy theory, they believe that there is an ether and that radiant energy is a part of this ether throughout the universe. That's mm -hmm. my point. Okay. But in modern science, radiant energy is just the energy of electromagnetic radiation. So just light. So if you have light, that light has different energies depending on what, what it is, right? It's just, it's just a photon. So the radiant energy is the energy a photon is carrying. So like an X-ray, right, it's a photon, but it has more energy than like visible light spectrum. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're not talking about that. <laughs> they're talking about this like universal energy thing. It just so happens to be the same, have be the same term, but it's different. So I have to stress that because it is different. Okay. Yeah. So proponents of the free energy theory... They believe that Tesla had created a device capable of outputting more energy than he put into it. And this extra output was from harnessing radiant energy uh, from the cosmos or the universe. So this is, in my research, I came across a lot of articles and stuff referring to cold electricity theories. Basically, this free energy theory is the same thing as the cold electricity theories. So people who, who might be familiar with this, this is like this, the guy's name was Ed Gray or something. 
and he had a kind of a movement in the 80s where he was talking about cold electricity. This free energy theory that Tesla is talking about, it's, it's very related to the cold electricity thing, if not the same thing. They're like isomorphic. So basically proponents that are saying, oh, there's this limitless energy, this free energy, they cite Tesla's patents, including Tesla's words, to, to make certain conclusions. So basically, they're, based on my research, what it seems like is they're deriving hidden meaning, pointing to this new radiant energy by analyzing Tesla's work. Does this make sense? Because based on what I was reading, I don't think Tesla was saying that he could do this per se. I think people have analyzed his work and are saying this is what he was secretly saying. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I don't, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. It's people trying to decipher him and like pull conclusions or things that support what they want to pass on in this movement or whatever. That's what it seemed like to me. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying I couldn't, other than like the quotes you read, those were some pretty interesting quotes. Like he clearly believed that there was another energy source. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people take it a step further. Because uh, some of the sources I was reading is this guy, he wrote this book and he had a whole chapter on like Tesla's free energy. And it seemed to me that a lot of the articles I was finding, they stemmed, they, they tied right back to this guy's chapter that he wrote in the book. Does that make sense? Yeah, so like this guy, he he like interpreted Tesla's patents. He did a really good job. He had like diagrams and he had like descriptions. And he's like, this is why I think this. This is why I think this. And it, I'm not going to, it was a good chapter, but it seems like a lot of the articles written about the free energy kind of, they're just like, they're, they're coming from that guy's chapter. Like they're citing that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Okay. And that's not Tesla's writing. That's this guy writing about Tesla. So I just want to make that point. But the thing is, like, this free energy, people who are proponents of the free energy, they believe that Tesla accidentally discovered an electrostatic supercharging effect. And after hundreds of experiments, he learned how to control and maximize this phenomenon. And that this led him to the discovery that electricity is made up of different components. So he, they say that he believed that he could separate these components of electricity and that a pure, gaseous, etheric energy can be fractionated away from the flow of electrons in a circuit designed to produce a short-duration, unidirectional impulses. I don't know if that makes sense, but we can break it down. Should we break it down? (laughs) Yeah, I think we should. Man, what? Yeah, break it down. So I think what he's... So basically what this... what proponents of the free energy are saying. So we know, okay, so like regular electricity, it's, it's the flow of electrons through a circuit. Mm-hmm. But what they're saying is that's just one component. Electricity actually has another component to it. And if you can, if you can separate that component, it's actually like a, it behaves like a fluid. And so, you know, like, like a gas and, or water, they behave as a fluid. So this gaseous, etheric energy they're like oh there's this fluid component to electricity that's different than the flow of electrons in a circuit 
and they're like you can actually harness this if you if you have the technology designed correctly does that make sense kind of so like if you took the movement away from electrons like moving it would be this other form of energy um, but you would need the combination of the two to have like the ele- electricity as we know it but then you can like disassemble it into like a gaseous form uh movement form liquid yeah see i don't i don't maybe that's the case i don't know if you need to exclude the movement or what um my interpretation of what i was reading was that simply that there is another component to the electricity okay and i know like i said we're highly speculative here this is you know no, that's typically if you you know you're gonna read about electricity it's going to be the flow of electrons you know through like copper right because mm-hmm. we have like copper wires usually like you know it's like it's a flow of electrons but they're saying no no no, like that's a component but there's actually this fluid etheric part of that okay that you can that you can harness I, and that's and using the device that's the separation it's like the device is separating that so you're getting like this other source of energy you're tapping into that's not just the flow of the electrons okay I think I don't you know what I mean like you know I'm not going we're it's not going to get this energy that's there all Yeah the time. but we typically don't we don't harness it typically Yeah but Tesla figured it to. out Yeah Okay So what they're saying they're basically they're like when all the conditions are right this gaseous etheric energy uh it can manifest itself as a spatially distributed voltage that would radiate away from the electrical circuit as a light like ray that could charge other surfaces within the field. So, do you remember when I was saying with the Tesla coil, with the magnifying transmitter, and the larger Warden Tower, or Wardenclyffe Tower, sorry, that it's electricity in the air, and that's what's charging things? Yeah. What they're saying now with the free energy concept is that Tesla actually had, with his Warden Tower... It wasn't electricity. It was actually these light-like rays, this gaseous etheric energy that he was tapping into, this free, limitless energy, and that was what was being distributed and that you could harness. And that's what he actually wanted to do. Does that make sense? <laughs> hmm. It kind of makes sense, like a little like, bit. The, okay, so like you know what I mean. Like so, when we're talking about the Tesla coil, we got the AC electricity, which we all use. We all know that that's real. And if you have a Tesla coil in your home, and you remember I was saying you put a light bulb near it, it'll charge. Yeah, that's the electricity in the air charging it. What these guys are saying is Tesla actually took it a step further, and when he designed the Wardenclyffe Tower, in fact, it wasn't merely a big Tesla coil putting electricity in the air. It actually mm-hmm. was harnessing a separate energy source. It wasn't a le- like it was the separated component of the electricity. So it, it was a completely different thing. And that's what's being emitted into the air. And that's what was that was that's what he's actually using. <laughs> Does that make sense? So it's not just that Tesla wanted to have the Wardenclyffe Tower emit electricity that you could use. He actually wanted to harness this universal universal energy, which was this gaseous etheric energy yeah. 
And that's what it was. Yeah. So you could like, it's something that's already in the air, let's say, and his discharge of electricity from a tower would utilize this stuff that's already in the air to kind of amplify everything and like have these voltages and free energy travel like thousands of miles really, really quickly. Like the entire surface of the earth could be covered in this stuff just by like sending out these uh, discharges because it's a small amount of energy. But then the second form of etheric energy goes and it creates like a larger output than what was the input all across the globe. Exactly. Yeah. Your input, you know, yeah, exactly. Like your input might be electricity, but through the device, you're actually going to get more of an output because you're harnessing this limitless energy that that they're Mm -hmm. talking about that's the that's the claim so i yeah it's kind of this is this is where things get into the mud and this is where we're highly speculative and this is where you know this is why i had a bunch of disclaimers but basically if i were to try to summarize it's like they're alleging tesla had a device that could output more energy than was put into it and the reason that was the case was because you could harness this radiant energy and the radiant energy, it's its the energy from the universe, it's the, the gaseous, etheric energy, all these terms we can use interchangeably. And basically, this device could then power whatever you need its power, and using, but by using the energy that's embedded in the universe, that's that was the thing. So what they're saying is basically, you know, we were talking about how he wanted this world wireless network with the Wardenclyffe Towers all over the world. They're saying his true goal was actually to build an array of devices around the globe that would have this ability to harness this limitless energy. So that's that's the claim. So that's the that's the free energy theory of Nikola Tesla, based on all, all the stuff that we talked about, about his like actual real stuff. So does this make sense? Because if you think that was crazy, <laughs> we're about to get even crazier. I don't know. Yeah, I'm tracking. I don't know. What do it you think? It makes sense as far as it's going to make sense for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is where uh, this is where we go to uh, Egypt now. So basically, what we're saying now. We're asking the question, is this an energy source that the pyramids harnessed back in the day? And Tesla just figured out how to harness it in a new way. Because he was obsessed with pyramids and studied them. Exactly. So this is now the pyramids' power plants. So basically what we're saying is there's people that allege that the structure of the pyramids could actually harness energy Um, or capture lightning. There's kind of two theories there. There's literally harnessing like a universal energy, kind of like what we were talking about with Tesla, or like capturing lightning. But I'm not going to talk about the capturing lightning here because it's not as interesting when it comes to like the pyramid power plant theory stuff. The the harnessing of the universal energy is really what we're talking about if we're talking about Tesla and we're talking about pyramids. There's a lot of of rabbit holes you can go down. There's even like some... con conscious energy uh from the pyramids and people alleged that was the main reason why they were there uh yeah that they were capturing lightning or 
harnessing this worldly <laughs> cosmic energy or something. Yeah. Yeah, actually, we'll bring up some of this conscious energy in a second here. Uh, so I want to, I just have a little bit to say about the pyramids, just quick. So Egypt, <laughs> Egypt, Egyptologists, they date the pyramids to be four to 5,000 years old, but there's like random fringe, fringe Egyptologists that believe it could be 10,500 years old or more. So quite the discrepancy, um, you know, but there's people that, that they, that's what they're alleging. There's like, it's actually a lot older. Now, the reason they believe it's a lot older is that the three pyramids, they, they believe align with Orion's belt. And because Earth's axis has a wobble to it, in addition, so in addition to the Earth, like rotating around the sun and rotating every 24 hours, it has like a slow wobble to its axis. And I guess that wobble is like every 25,000 years. So if you account for the wobble of the Earth, it will align with those pyramids will align with Orion's belt 10,500 years before Christ. So they're yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's like, uh, the, the, that wobble that we're talking about, it moves one degree every 72 years. So if you can line it up with the constellation and the stars, uh, and if these pyramids were perfectly in, in line with Orion's belt, you could, you could date it back. So one degree, uh, is 72 years. So it could, so yeah, you could figure it out. And that's what they that's where that number comes from. But there's also um there's also people that uh they they there's like water erosion on the Sphinx. So there's there's like geologists that are like if we date that water erosion right cuz Egypt it's in a desert, right? So you're like why the fuck would there be like rain? Why would there be water erosion? But if it was actually 10,000 years older, that actually makes sense because there was a lot of rain in that region 10,000 years ago. So that's where, that's where the discrepancy comes. So you have these fringe Egyptologists, or I guess they're like independent Egyptologists. That's where that theory comes from, that Egypt's actually a lot older than we think. And then also, we, we, we brought this up before in our uh, Rykot structure episode, but uh, Gobekli Tepe, uh, this is a real archaeological find. It's, a, it's, it's of an ancient human civilization and it's dated 12,000 years old. And before that, we didn't think that there was civilizations that long ago, but Gobekli Tepe now throws a wrench in that whole paradigm and is like, Oh, actually, yeah, there was, you know, decently advanced human civilizations that long ago. So it kind of le adds lends credence to the theory that maybe the pyramids are a lot older than we think. You know what I does that make sense? And I'm I'm setting this up for a reason. So when we talk about the power stuff, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. To okay. Me. Okay. So here's the thing. So there's evidence of an antenna structure in the Great Pyramid of Giza. So this theory, there's a theory that there's rods that connected the king's chamber to the queen's chamber, to the underground chamber. And for people who don't know the Great Pyramid of Giza, I didn't know it before I researched it, there's like these three, well, there's there's three chambers, but they all kind of have like, uh, what do you call it? Like ventilation systems that run out of them. And there's like a, a gallery. And that's like all within the Great Pyramid 
of Giza. Like the king's chamber is kind of in the middle and then kind of below it a little bit is the queen's chamber. And then underneath the pyramid, there's like, they call it the underground chamber. Now there's a theory that these were all connected by, uh, by metal rods. And you'd be like, well, why the fuck would you need metal rods connecting all of these? Well, the theory is that there was actually an antenna and the reason you might be like, okay, where the fuck does this theory come from? And I'll tell you, it's not the best evidence, but it's some evidence. There's an artist that drew people in chambers that had rods, and some appear like the rods could be attached to each other. And this was uh, Luigi Mayer. He's an Italian-German artist uh, from 1755 to 1803. He had some drawings that had people holding rods. There's also... Some people claim that there, you can actually see holes in the top of the king's chamber that appear to have been for inserting the rods. So there's, there's some evidence there if you buy it. And there's also, this is kind of crazy, in the queen's chamber, archaeologists found copper pipes. And they also found copper remnants in a supposed air shaft from the queen's chamber to the king's chamber. Now, furthermore, in the underground chamber... They also found metal pipes and the underground chamber actually has a 12 meter deep shaft that goes underground and it actually goes down to the groundwater of the Nile. So the theory is, could there have been a conductive connection from the ground up past the king's chamber? And was that actually like an antenna to conduct electricity? So... I don't know. Yeah, like if you look at the drawings of it, you can like the the past like knowledge of pyramids being tomes for like kings and pharaohs and stuff. It doesn't make sense when you look at the structure of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Um and I don't know, it just makes sense that it was just used for something that we don't know about. It was used for some sort of electricity. So if you're getting that salty Nile water and somehow you're creating an, a current um, at the very top of it, you could have this energy that's just kind of flowing out. Um, yeah. And a lot of well, people also like say in the gallery, it wasn't actually a gallery. That's just what we call it. But it was actually like a amplification chamber. So they would have setups of pots or yeah, something that like a could resonant like, it was yeah, like a resonant, resonant chamber energy yeah that, that would magnify that electro magnetic or electro electricity essentially into where uh until you get to the top where that energy would be released and you can use it yeah that's a part of the theory that's exactly that's kind of what it is it's like they're claiming that uh there's this conductive connection that resembles tesla's wardenclyffe tower so they're basically the other thing too to add to this is it's been alleged that the great pyramid of Jesus, the, the pyramid we're talking about was actually capped with a gold top and that would complete the the antenna so that's like like we're saying you'd have this mm -hmm. electricity or perhaps universal energy being what would you call harnessed within the yeah. pyramid and then it's able to be transmitted through this this conductive system out through the gold cap and gold is like a really good uh conductor of electricity so you could um like 
get a lot of energy to it. Exactly. And it this ties into Tesla's Wardenclyffe Tower because it's the same idea. Like we talked about with uh, Tesla's magnifying transmitter in the Tesla coil, right? You're releasing an energy source into the air and you can harness mm-hmm. it. Like he's, you know, get light fucking light bulbs up. The Wardenclyffe Tower was supposed to just be a bigger system of that. And basically people are like, oh, well, actually the pyramid is kind of like that. And maybe that's what it was used. It was used to like wirelessly distribute power. Uh, whether or not it's electricity or whether it's the universal energy, who the fuck I knows? But that's was, uh, what people are claiming. I didn't come across it in my research, but I wonder if like the pyramid and Tesla's tower had the same ratio of like how big it was and how oh fuck yeah i'm not sure i didn't come across it in my research but ah i can't comment fuck i wish i knew yeah that would be interesting uh if i were to bet i would bet yes probably because tesla loved that shit Mm -hmm. um damn it okay well anyways i have a couple i just have a few i want to make a couple more points that add to the credence of this theory so in 1859, uh, Werner von Siemens, he's, he's the founder of the Siemens company. And he's also he also was an electrical engineer and an inventor. And he reported feeling electrical shocks when he was at the top of the pyramid. And he said that he, he reported that he could only find, he was only getting these this electricity field or whatever at the top and nowhere else in the pyramid. And that was 1859. So another thing that's interesting, you might, this is kind of cool. It's the, the dates are completely different, but in 1936, archeologists, they uncovered a battery like device with copper cylinders and iron rods. And basically these batteries were embedded in clay pots and they were dated to be over 2000 years old. And this, this was in Egypt. So the point that I'm trying to make is there's evidence that electricity was being harnessed in Egypt. Those that the, oh, uh, Baghdad battery so it was like in Afghanistan yeah it was like first discovered in Baghdad like the Baghdad battery uh but then there was also evidence of it being in Egypt like the same sort of device yeah I don't you know here's the thing some of my evidence I'm going off YouTube videos (laughs) so if they say it's from Egypt I'm just gonna I'm gonna believe it's from Egypt I mean I guess it's (laughs) it's similar one style review (laughs) so and the thing at the point i know these are dates are like i just said it was two thousand years old but we're like the egyptologists would say the pyramids are four to five thousand years old but then you have fringe egyptologists independently studying this being like no it's ten thousand so the, the timing is completely different but my point is you know people were harnessing electricity fucking long time ago so is it outside the realm of possibility that that was the case even longer ago i don't know you know that's that's what we're here to do we're here to report things yeah and i guess like you could carry it around like a battery you could uh, power things away from the pyramid so the pyramid was just like place to charge your battery and then you could go home light lamps and it's like the library yeah (laughs) so yeah, exactly. So the other thing, like, basically people are saying in a similar way that Tesla would light his light bulbs wirelessly using this magnetic transmitter devices. 
Some people claim that the Egyptians were basically doing the same thing using the pyramids. Um, now, there's the evidence I provided is kind of weak, but there is a little bit more evidence that proponents of this theory would say. So proponents of the pyramid power plant theory, they cite hieroglyphs as evidence. So there's a lot of images depicting light bulbs or wireless energy transfer from a transmitter to like four receivers with like grounding schemes they allege you know an egyptologist might be like no that's not a light bulb that's this or no that's not a receiver that's this but people have this theory they look at these hieroglyphs and they're like oh you know what that's actually like kind of like a blueprint <laughs> you know just different interpretations for things so that's where they're kind of gaining some of their evidence from um they also claim that there's various images of antennas in just various locations of the pyramids. So they're like, that's actually an antenna. I don't know. Like, if you are an Egyptologist who studies symbology, maybe you would say different. But they're like, oh, that's, that's what that is. That's what they're saying. So this is another piece of evidence. People who believe in this pyramid power plant theory, they also believe that... The So a lot of the ceilings in these Egyptian structures, they're, they're decorated. They have, you know, drawings, hieroglyphs, things like this. And they actually, people believing in this theory, they say that these temples were illuminated by electricity. And the reason they say that is there's no damage to these images from smoke or soot, right? Because if you were using fire to illuminate the temple there should be smoke or soot damage mm -hmm. to some of these drawings. And apparently other temples that used fire, you do get that damage, but in the pyramids that's absent. So they're like, Oh, it was actually electric. There is being powered by this, this electricity or the, the power plant pyramid is what they're claiming. You know, the same kind of way that Tesla, you know, held a light bulb wirelessly and lit it. They're claiming that they may maybe had that, ability to do that okay i don't know <laughs> okay <laughs> okay we'll just go with it <laughs> but so, yeah it does make sense like if that's the source of energy um and it's really close to the source you would be able to power it easily right because it's right at the source now so here's the other thing that's that's that adds to this theory so the pyramid is separated from the earth by a layer of red granite. Apparently. I don't, I don't know. I'm going, off, <laughs> I'm going off my research. Also, so like there's, about this red granite, um, if it is red granite, like the closest place they could have delivered it to Giza is like over 500 miles away. So it was very important to have this red granite at these pyramids. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Uh, that's, that's a good point. And you might be asking yourself, well, why, why is it important to have this red granite? Like, do they just like the color red? No, <laughs> they red. this granite has an abundance of quartz to it. And what's interesting about quartz, we've talked about quartz a lot on this podcast, even back episode one, stone tape theory, but also episode 22, crystal skulls, the importance of quartz you can use it to make use of the piezoelectric effect. So basically, the piezoelectric effect, this is a way you can produce electricity by compressing crystal structures. And quartz has this property. 
So it's believed that the friction or the weight of the pyramid, which weighs a fuckload, I think it weighs 6 million tons, against this red granite layer that's between the Earth and the pyramid, could make use of the, the, the piezoelectric effect. And it's really interesting. So, yeah, if you compress crystal structures, you can actually produce a current based on like the molecular arrangement of those of those crystals and quartz has that property okay so like everything's kind of coming together now you have the salty nile water running below it this compressed quartz this these like chambers or flow paths for the energy to go the gallery where it can get magnified the queen's chamber the king's chamber and then ultimately to the very top where you just get this amplification across multiple layers to eventually produce a lot of electricity. Yeah, that's the claim. Well, yeah, that's so it, it's these are the the people believing that, you know, that the pyramid was actually a power plant. But so I mean, like, fuck, we're already like we're fucking out on a ledge at this point. Like we're fucking way out here. And we we got more. It gets it gets more. There's more crazy. <laughs> Not that it's crazy, but it it's gets crazier. <laughs> so in addition, you know, we're like, hey, Tesla has this free energy thing. He's harnessing energy. Maybe the pyramids are doing the same thing. Maybe it's electricity. Maybe it's universal energy. Whatever the fuck. Here's the other thing. People claim that the energy the pyramids harnessed could be further harnessed by the high priests with high levels of consciousness. And they could use, because they had a high level of consciousness, they could manipulate that power and they could use it to move masses. Ties into the consciousness thing you were talking about. Right? Because we have to think, these people, like we live in like a materialist paradigm at this point. Like that's, we're, we're very materialistic. Like that's that's kind of our philosophy in modern science. Like there's like a physical explanation for everything. But back in the day, you know, people kind of, they got their knowledge. What was, what you, it was more experiential. You know what I mean? Like what you experienced. So the claim is, because that was the case, maybe there's some kind of access to higher planes of consciousness that we've lost. And these Egyptians knew how to access that. And because they knew how to access that, they could then manipulate the power collected from the pyramids to move masses. Does that make sense, kind of? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so you kind so, of make things levitate between two points if you can harness the energy. Exactly. And, you know, like, what I, when I was researching this, they people proponents of this theory they would claim they claim the pyramids could harness tachyon energy and tachyons are actually a theoretical particle particle not a real particle but it's a, it's 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 a theoretical particle and they're believed to travel faster than the speed of light which we've talked many times on this podcast is impossible there is a speed limit to the universe and that is the speed limit of light so because these theoretical tachyon particles can travel faster than the speed of light there's like weird physical implications because of this so you can get weird things happening that's the claim so the claim is you could harness tachyon energy with the pyramids 
somehow, and apparently you could use this to move large stones. Because, right, the pyramids, it was like 80 ton stones were used to build the pyramids. Huge fucking stones. And, you know, it's kind of always a mystery. They're like, oh, how did people do it? And even you were saying, like, the, the red granite was... What, yeah, that's one of the 500 theories. miles away or something. Yeah, like 900, 900 kilometers. And this is one of the theories that they use this tachyon energy to kind of just easily transport. Yeah, uh, that's the claim. Use stones, your mind. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> use your imagination. And you're like moving shit. <laughs> yeah, you're like Magneto, but stone. <laughs> stone Nito. Stone Nito. <laughs> Somebody say mojito. (laughs) (laughs) Mojito. (laughs) Just anytime. I could really use a fucking mojito. (laughs) Transport like 10 mojito energy. That would be the best superpower. I have mojito energy, fuckers. (laughs) Mojito, I got pink fucking Whitney energy. I ran out of my, I'm done. I'm done my Corona. I'm done my fucking vodka water. <laughs> we'll do some of this to finish it off. There we go. Uh, okay. So people they they make a lot of analogies. I'm <laughs> pronouncing words like ass. <laughs> An analogies. Analogies to Tesla. Claiming that the radiant energy or universal energy that Tesla was claiming to have tapped into is what the pyramids are harnessing. Now <laughs> I know like it's 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 all sounds crazy. It all sounds crazy, right? So what did I, I what did I do? I went into the scientific literature. I'll tell you what I found. Right, because you're like fuck the pyramids. They can harness energy. Bullshit. What is what does the scientific journals have to say? Here we go. Fun fact. So the title of this paper is Electromagnetic Properties of the Great Pyramid. First, Multipole Resonances and Energy Concentration. It was published in the Journal of Applied Physics in 2018, pretty recently. And (laughs) this is my favorite one that I found. So using simulations, so it's important to stress, they're not actually measuring the pyramid. You know, they're not at the pyramid measuring things. They've made a mathematical simulation Mm -hmm. of the pyramid and they're they're using their mathematical simulation. They're able to uh, de- determine different concentrations of electromagnetic energy in the pyramids using their their simulation. And what they found they 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 found that it was revealed that the pyramids chambers can collect and concentrate electromagnetic energy. That's literally what they found based on their simulations. So they, they, they actually showed that the Great Pyramid can focus energy based on their simulations. So maybe there is something to the power plant theory. Um, maybe there's more to it. I don't know. And you might be like, okay, well, like whatever. That's one paper. I don't know. Here's another thing. This paper titled Discovery of a Big Void in Khufu's Pyramid by Observation of Cosmic Ray Muons. This was published in Nature in 2017. So Nature is the goat for scientific um, publications. 
very impressive publication if you get into nature. And basically what this group did, they imaged the pyramid using muons to better understand the internal structure of the Great Pyramid. So muons, they're a, a byproduct of cosmic rays, and basically they're only partially absorbed by stone. So they, they kind of like pass through the pyramid. So using the muons, it allows you to visualize uh, known and unknown areas in the pyramid in a non-invasive way. So think of it like a, think of it like a CT scan, but instead of using x-rays, you're using muons. <laughs> kind of. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a x-ray, but you're not looking at bone, you're looking at uh, stone. Pyramid, or yeah. lack of stone. Yeah, and you're using you're using a completely different part. You're using a fucking muon, which <laughs> I've never heard of that before, but I've heard of like the <laughs> cosmic rays, so Yeah. So uh so using the muons, they they imaged the pyramid and they actually discovered a large void in the pyramid with a cross section similar to the Grand Gallery. So the, we, we, we didn't talk a lot about the Grand Gallery, but Izzo, you talked about how they had pots and they were using it like maybe as a resonance frequency to transmit energy. Yeah. The Grand Gallery is like a huge chamber uh, in addition to the King's Chamber, Queen's Chamber, and Underground Chamber. And it's, it's, it's actually really cool if you look it up on YouTube. It's, it's nice. But they found something similar to that that's, a minimum of 30 meters in length. So it's over a hundred feet long and it's above the grand gallery. So what's crazy about this, this is the first major inner structure found in the great pyramid since the 19th century. This is 2017 took over a hundred years to find that. Wow. And, mm. and they found it. And here's the thing that I'm thinking now, we don't fucking know the whole goddamn story about the pyramid at all. If you're in 2017 finding a fucking 100-foot-long chamber for the first time, we don't know shit that's yeah. in there. It's probably barely studied. Like, I mean, what, what people have access to has probably been thoroughly studied, but, like, you don't actually know what else is in there. So my point that I'm trying to make is, number one, they found that void. No one's been in it. No one's looked at it. No one's studied it we just know it's there so we there's what there's probably things to discover that might add merit to this pyramid power plant theory that we just don't know about and we're just not looking at it we're not looking for it we're not studying it no one really cares so maybe there maybe there's more to this than we actually think that's my point and this is right a, I, go ahead uh kofu's pyramid this is the I believe this is the Great Pyramid. Okay. Maybe they're the same thing. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But it's similar structures anyway. It's definitely... Well, no, because it's definitely... If it's the Grand Gallery, that's the Great Pyramid. So maybe Koof, maybe mm -hmm. they're the same thing. We just don't know enough because we're... Yeah. Fuck it. Huh. One star of them. The Egyptologists are giving us one-star reviews. The physicists are giving us one-star reviews. It's a big topic to try and cover <laughs> and put into layman's terms. So, <laughs> On the fly. Yeah. On the fly. <laughs> okay, so I don't know. So, I, you know, we talked a lot of shit a little bit. We're a little skeptical, but maybe we're a little bit less skeptical now. I don't know. I thought it was cool. You know, those are, that's 2017, 2018 those papers came out. That's super new. 
So who knows? Who knows? So this brings us to a place now where we've talked about Tesla. We talked about his theories. We talked about some of his inventions. And then we talked about how pyramids could be a power plant. But I have to, we have to finish with pyramid power because this will add to the story. So there's a lot of modern individuals that believe pyramids can harness a pyramid power per se. And this might tie in to the pyramid power plant theory. So there's this publication, it's called Interactions of Pure Pyramidal Structures with Energy and Consciousness. And this was published in the Journal of Natural and Social Philosophy in 2016. Now, I, I want to mention here, do you remember when we did the Oregon Therapy episode? Shout out to episode fucking two. And I shit on all the papers because they're in like low impact journals. And when you actually read the papers, they're like the worst methods you'll ever read. Yeah. Except for like a few experiments that it, actually had a uh, good. Except for a couple. Design, yeah. This is kind of like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like everything I'm about to mention, take it with a grain of salt because not that I want to shit on the researchers because I know research, it takes a lot of effort. And, you know, but, you know, don't, these aren't, you know, this isn't nature. Like we were talking, like this is like the journal of natural and social philosophy. What, like what, the, what is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like what, you know what I'm saying? Like might as well be in your local paper. <laughs> Yeah, so I, you know, but let's talk about it. Let's actually the, the one I'm about to mention the the lady who wrote this. She's actually a prominent person in this field. She does like bio energy, bio fields. Might be a fun topic to do one day. So I don't want to just shit on her because she she does. I like fringe theories, and I I always believe that the innovations come from the fringe. Maybe not the extreme fringe, but the fringe. Those are always the innovations that change the paradigm. Like Einstein was fringe. You know what I mean? And now that's, we all believe that. So I'm not, I don't want to shit on anybody, but let's work through this. So she claims that the structure of pyramids have strange mystical properties. And this includes restoring razor blades to sharpness, <laughs> rapid drying. <laughs> yes. So stupid. <laughs> Bring a dull blade and walk out with a sharp blade. <laughs> this is a real thing. This is a real phenomenon. Rapid drying and preservation of foods. Accelerated healing of human injuries and sick animals. Increased growth of plants with larger biomass. And those are some of the effects. So she claims that pyramid power requires conscious intent. And this is based on her experiments. So if you do not believe that ah, the pyramid will have power, it won't <laughs> happen. Uh, That's so one of those things. Okay. It ties back to our Real Magic episode. Episode 14 for listeners who... It's actually a great episode. ton of research. Check it out. But you, you, it basically, consciousness is playing a role, and you actually have to believe it for it to work. So if this is true, what that means is this indicates that consciousness may play a role in the theory of harnessing pyramid power, right? Yeah. So let's yeah. break this down, right? So she's saying, she basically, if you read the paper, she cites a bunch of anecdotes of people restoring sharpness to metals, 
mostly the razor blades, you know, uh, food goes bad, less quick, things like this, like healing people, you know, things like this with pyramids. If you were to, it, she describes that, but she's saying you have to actually believe it. Otherwise it won't work. So what that means is con it, consciousness is playing a role if it's true. So that ties back to how the high priests may have been able to harness the pyramid power to move the stones. Right? Because if they actually believe that this could happen, and let's let's imagine, you know, we're speculative. We're way, way, way fucking out on the ledge here. Like, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. But we're talking about it. Maybe these high priests believed enough and maybe the pyramids harnessed a type of energy that we're not aware of in our present paradigm. And maybe there actually is a lost knowledge that we're not aware of. And that's what they were using to move these stones. And Tesla was trying to harness this. Kind of mm. all comes together now. A little bit. I don't know. And Catholic priests still touch little boys jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> because they to believe in it <laughs> oh to harness the power of christ <laughs> jesus christ okay so basically the other important thing that i want to mention here is she claims that the shape of the pyramids harnesses some type of energy we are not aware of the shape the geometry is very important so she's claiming that it has to do with the 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 ether or the aether remember i was talking about the ether aether and how the mickelson moray experiment debunked that so it's a completely dead concept in modern physics but she's like no you know what maybe there actually is something and maybe through certain geometries you can actually harness this unknown energy uh and using your consciousness you, right because you have to have that belief you can actually do it so she's suggesting that maybe there's geometries can interact and harness this this energy this is the pyramid power now <laughs> there's a lot of like random shit but when i went uh like i like like i did with the the pyramid power plant stuff i turned to the literature i was like what can i find where is there any actual scientific publications on this and there is and she actually cites a lot of them in her paper but like there's just no way i can go through all of them but some of them are this is one it's titled pyramid shape power as a new halal complement food preservation and packaging technique so this paper was published in Procedia Social and Behavioral Sciences in 2014. And basically, it claims that pyramid power can be used as a food preservation technique. And one of the things that I thought was really cool with this paper, uh, they were just kind of like, why don't we just package everything in a pyramid-shaped package? Because <laughs> <laughs> then, like, the food won't go bad, right? Like, instead of having, like, you know, like a milk jug, have, like, a pyramid milk jug and it just like yeah, won't go bad fridges should be pyramids yeah exactly now you're thinking yeah you know what actually <laughs> we could probably do that and we'd probably make money uh, and then we could promote it on the podcast <laughs> this episode has been sponsored by pyramid fridges <laughs> <laughs> by pyramid fridge the food just never goes bad <laughs> <laughs> this apple's been in here for nine weeks and just like eat it you get like sick because it's like actually rotten, but you just have to pretend it's not. 
This milk then, has been in here for five years, and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just drinking this, like, chunky-ass mix of shit. <laughs> but then if you stand in the fridge, you also heal yourself because it's a pyramid. I cut my arm off and I grew it back, being in the fridge. <laughs> just cut my arm. <laughs> you just sewed it back on. <laughs> Sir, your arm is clearly a wooden arm. It grew back <laughs> in the pyramid fridge. <laughs> Look at this knife. Dull. Can't even cut a tomato. <laughs> Put it in the fridge. It's like you're... a microwave ding. You pull it out, it's like a samurai sword. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Pyramid Fridge. You're just like, it's like your infomercial. Does this ever happen to you? Are you tired of slicing <laughs> your fingers off? You're just, with dull blades slipping on the tomato? <laughs> uh, does it ever happen to you? Does <laughs> <laughs> that have an infomercial? Someone just like slicing their fingers off all the time because they're trying to cut an apple and it's too dull? Yeah, this happens to me all the time. I have like four fingers left. Put them in the pyramid fridge. <laughs> so, okay. Pyramid fridge. Um, That's a, actually a good idea because I don't know. I just think it's a good idea. So that, that's that paper. <laughs> the next one, it's titled Housing in Pyramid Counteracts Neuroendocrine and Oxidative Stress Caused by Chronic Restraint in Rats. <laughs> this was published in uh, evidence-based complementary and alternative an alternative medicines or al- sorry alternative medicine in 2007. Basically, they claim that if you house rats in a pyramid structure, uh, that it counteracts neuroendocrine and oxidative stress caused by chronic restraint in the rats. So if you restrain the rats, if you like tie them, I think I think that's what they did. They like belt them to like a surface so they can't move, and right because they can't move, they get stressed. Basically, the ones that were in the pyramid showed less markers of stress. They had the less neuroendocrine markers and less oxidative stress when they when they analyzed them. So basically, they're claiming that pyramids are harnessing some type of energy, this pyramid energy, and that it has biological effects. That was this study. I don't know. Do I think it, you know, like I said, when I preface this, this is kind of like organ therapy. How good are these studies? Well, they're not really that good, but... <laughs> Yeah. These are you can you can find them in the literature and like there's some evidence. So I thought that was cool. So if I were to sum up, <laughs> if I were to sum up everything, we have Nikola Tesla, crazy inventor, very influential inventor. He actually had some real inventions that could wirelessly transmit electricity. But there's people that allege his grand plan and what he was actually doing with his. What he wanted to do with the Wardenclyffe Tower was harness some kind of universal energy and provide limitless energy. Now, if we look back in ancient times to the pyramids, people allege the same thing about the pyramids. Maybe they're harnessing this energy. And then when we look at this pyramid power stuff, maybe there's like a consciousness element to this and a geometry of the pyramids that allows this. And maybe it's all kind of tied together. Maybe you need like, maybe you actually can harness something. There's something we don't know out there some kind of energy that we can't interact with and maybe there is a way to interact with it if you have certain uh, geometrical structures and certain conscious intentions and maybe tesla was on to something and maybe maybe we'll see we'll see i don't know that's uh that's my topic i don't know should we hop into final thoughts or what what are we thinking 
Shit. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> what question are we trying to answer? Well, like, just do you believe, like, is, is, is it possible that there is, is this, po- is it possible, I guess? I would say that I am a believer that the pyramids did house or harness some sort of energy that the Egyptians used, whether it was just powering their lamps, illuminating their pyramids, or... um just being like a charging station for their batteries that they had. I think it is possible, and the structure, if if it is true, uh, the claims of how these structures are built with the red granite and the conductive material and the gold cap and that the pyramids um, were white with a gold cap, so, uh, and the, like the specific arrangement of them allowed people to like have this energy and that, that would cover uh, a large area so entire cities could kind of use this energy to at least power, uh, to at least light the streets or something like that. And even in like the hieroglyphics, like uh, it, it depicts people like carrying around these lamps and being able to harness this electricity to, uh, I think it was like a lightning rod a hieroglyphic. So it was people yeah. like harnessing this energy in like a neon light type of thing or an led yeah. light type of thing. Uh, so I, I am a believer in this. Um, I think it, it is very cool. And just like the mystery of the pyramids and you know, how they got there, why they're there before we thought they were like tombs for the pharaohs, but then it turns out they like had a completely different purpose. Um, right. Yeah. I think, I think Tesla was also onto something like, he studied the pyramids. He tried to understand why they were there and came up with this thought of universal energy. And that's kind of where the topic ties together is, okay, well, we had this inventor that almost kind of did it, or at least theorized that he could do it. And then we have this ancient civilization with, you know, kind of spotty evidence, but still some evidence that, hey, this could have actually uh, been a thing. So I don't know. I like yeah. to believe it. I think it's it is very hard to prove, and I don't think we'll get any answers in our lifetime. Um, but I do think it was possible that those structures were there for a reason that we do not know yet. Uh, we don't know how it works, but they had a purpose. Oh, okay. So what's the question? Is there? Oh, fuck, I don't even know anymore. Um, it, so what was the question? Like, what are we? Is the, Do you believe the, like the pyramids were a power plant or a harnessed energy for the Egyptians to use? Well, I mean, don't they like not let people go in like the Egyptian government, like go in and like study it? So who we like, we don't really know what's going on in there. No, there's, there's, yeah, no, they let people. Oh, they areas, let people. but not there's like a ton all, of, there's a ton everything. of research. Um, no, no, not like, everything. climb but- on top of them to the very top feel that electrostatic energy (laughs) well that might be a safety thing but i do know like as a even if you were just to go there as a tourist like you can access these chambers they're not like you can go in yeah you can like literally lay in the sarcophagus in the king's chamber so i don't think there's i don't think there's like a lot of restrictions (laughs) 
mean, it's a huge tourist attraction. Like they they kind of milk it. I'll go um, one day. Yeah, like why wouldn't you milk <laughs> that? Um, I do think it's crazy on like, like how are they built? Like, it's such a like anomaly. Like when they were built and how they were built. Like Izzo saying these the rocks they used were nine hundred kilometers away. It's not like they had fucking trucks to transport these things, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably just going to say no. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> well, I don't know. Just keep my opinion, like how I think of aliens and stuff like that. Um, prove it. <laughs> I, I think that's what the whole episode was about. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it proved? You said it's all ridiculous. I think the oh, I aliens said it's speculative. Help. <laughs> See, <laughs> the aliens. Izzo gets it. The aliens <laughs> gave the knowledge to build the pyramids and why they were there and how to build them. And since math is a universal language, that's how they communicated it. That's a good take. Interesting. Tesla was an alien. Yeah, there was uh, some guy in my research <laughs> that was saying the hieroglyphs aren't a language that you can read. It's math symbols that you can understand using math. Right. And the aliens bestowed this knowledge. The Egyptians then bestowed Tesla with this knowledge, and he almost had it. He just got old. Is it also just not possible that they just threw millions of slaves at this thing for hundreds of years until it was built? No. No. (laughs) Impossible. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's that's probably not right. (laughs) I don't know. I don't okay, know. There so was you like got, we such got a guess. importance to like have them aligned in that specific way. Yeah. On the 30 degree axis. Like everything was so specific that it would just be like, it, ca- it can't be a coincidence that they're just built for looking nice. I think, yeah. I mean, uh, it sounds like we have a yes and we have a no. Um, I see, here's my thing. I think the theory is awesome. I love these weird theories that, uh, are on the front. Like I said, the fringe, it's fringe and it's fucked. A lot of times it's a lot of nonsense, but the fringe is where the paradigms change. So I like the fringe, but here's my thing. Basically we, we pumped Tesla's tires this whole time. Like Tesla's this genius. He's crazy. He's crazy. And he is. But here's the thing. Like, there's a couple blunders that Tesla had that, like, we should acknowledge. So, for instance, Tesla, he did not believe that we would be able to harness atomic energy or that mass had enormous amounts of energy. Like, oops. Like, right? Like, that was, that turned out to be completely, we completely harnessed that and it completely works. Right? I mean, E equals MC squared. Right? right? Yeah. Like mass has a ton of energy and we can harness atomic energy. We have nuclear fusion or <laughs> fission that we use all the time. Right? Yeah. The nuclear bomb. So we, this has completely been harnessed. So Tesla didn't think that that would be the case, but he was, he was wrong. He 
when I was reading his um some of his his stuff, he believed that energy in mass was from the environment surrounding it. But it turns out that actually, you know, no, like atoms carry a fuckload of energy and you can actually harness it. So my my the point I'm trying to make is that like in pretty big ways he was wrong, even though he was a genius at that time. There was some things he was wrong about. So like we don't I find when I was doing this research, basically people would be like, Tesla said this, Tesla did this, Tesla thought this, and it was kind of just taken as gospel. But like Tesla said a lot of shit and like <laughs> some of it was wrong. <laughs> so you like you know what I mean? Like you can't just like assume because Tesla said it, that's your foundation for your argument. That's my pushback. I'm not trying to take away from Tesla. He did a lot of crazy shit. Like he he did a lot of crazy shit that was unprecedented for the time. I know. Of our modern technology. <laughs> so I'm not trying to shit on him. I'm just saying like just because Tesla said something doesn't maybe people maybe we're looking a little bit too far into it. I don't know. Now with the radiant energy thing, I think like, you know, at the time, like you're trying to explain physical phenomenon. You don't know everything about the physics. Like this is early 1900s. So he claimed that there was this radiant energy, but I don't like, I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like it didn't, it doesn't, if there was this radiant energy, it seems like we would have, I don't know, like, right. He had patents on how to harness it. Why haven't we harnessed it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, I looked into people using Tesla stuff online and uh, they're like, oh, look, I made this Tesla thing. It's harnessing radiant energy. And like, it turns out like a lot of that, those videos are just hoaxes and they have like, you know, you know, like, <laughs> you know how you charge like a toothbrush? It has like that, uh, it's not wireless, but like, you know, like a tooth, a toothbrush charger kind of thing. Yeah. They'll have those like under the table with their like little contraption and that's where they're getting their power source from. And it's a like, kind of a trick. Mm. So I was like, ah, fuck. So, I don't know. It seems like it was hard for me to really corroborate this because you would think it'd be simple, right? Like, he has the patents. You can just make it and then, like, test it. And, like, people do it, and it's like, it doesn't... There's the radiant energy thing. They're not really harnessing it. The only thing I could think of um, that is kind of an unknown energy source right now that we don't understand is dark energy. And, I mean, in modern physics, I love listening to podcasts that talk about dark energy and like they don't like the top experts have no idea what the fuck they're talking about and like they say that they're like oh we think it's this it might do this it does this blah 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 but like they don't know so maybe maybe there's like a consciousness element to it maybe there's a geometry thing that you could harness dark energy i don't know Yeah. We're out on the ledge. Maybe that's what we're talking about here. Maybe that, maybe, maybe there's something there because that's one area right now where we don't have any understanding of. And maybe there's that could be that gaseous form something of electricity yeah. is that dark energy. Yeah, just the theory was wrong. Let's just say, like, yeah. they're like, oh, it's this fluid, gaseous, etheric, radiant energy. It's like, well, maybe actually it's maybe. Let's just say, like, I don't know, like, we're speculating. Maybe it actually is the dark energy, and, like, somehow you can actually harness it if you do it in a certain way. Mm. 
And, you know, I don't know, like, I didn't study the physics of this. We could do an episode on dark energy. That'd be cool. But, but, you know, I don't know. That's, that's, that's the furthest I could push it. And I had some, I had some issues when I was studying the pyramid power plant people. There was just some claims that I didn't like. Um, So for instance, there was like a claim that Tesla confirmed, remember we were talking about the tachyon energy like Nikola Tesla confirmed tachyon energy in the Philadelphia experiment. And I was like, motherfuckers, I fucking did a topic on the Philadelphia experiment. I know you're full of shit. So how the fuck can I believe anything else you say in this goddamn video when you just pulled that out of your fucking ass? You just used Tesla, like I said before, as like an authority, an appeal to authority. You're like, Tesla said it. And I already just established that Tesla's wrong on a bunch of shit. (laughs) So... Maybe the Philadelphia experiment used Tesla's like theories. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, we did a topic on it. Definitely not. Hundred percent. I didn't no. do that topic. Yeah, you weren't there for the topic. But no, Tesla did. No. The other thing, tachyon energy, that theoretical particle. I believe the Philadelphia experiment was 1943. I don't think the tachyon energy or the tachyon theoretical particle was until the 60s. I hope I'm right on that. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking. I'm, I'm, this is a vague memory I have of reading that. So I'm just saying, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there's some inconsistencies. But if I were to t- wrap this up, although there is these inconsistencies, I think there's something there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's something fucking there. I think there's something. I think. I think there's I think there's a conscious element to things that we are not we don't have an understanding of. I think that there's a geometrical pattern to things that we are not conscious of, we are not aware of and <laughs> we I think I think there's something there. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I this is highly speculative, but I I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say like none of this is possible. Yeah, in the sense a- that maybe there's like a way to tap into some kind of energy source that we're not aware of. Yeah. And I think um, just for the listeners out there, we decided to focus on uh, like these theories rather than the lightning strike theories. Right. Uh, that was another theory where lightning would strike that gold cap and then it would travel down into the pyramid and it would store in these batteries. But we didn't focus on that because the frequency of hoping lightning hits this pyramid um, would just be too inconsistent to provide like a viable source of power for them. Yeah. Um, So these theories are much more uh, plausible. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's my final thought. Yeah. It was a good topic to research. There's a lot there. There was. So should we cl- should we close out of this or what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of lo- long topic, a lot of rabbit holes that you could go down in your own research, but hopefully we've explained it enough uh, where you can tell your friends about it and then tell them to listen to the podcast as well so they could get educated. Fuck yeah. All right, uh, let's first and foremost, let's thank Sidestepping the Sun, a Canadian rock band that made the intro and outro music to the podcast. Thank you for that. 
Secondly, as always, El Yuteco hot sauce, best hot sauce. I just like spicy food. And I think if you like spicy food, you'll probably like El Yucateco. I eat it basically every single day. It's habanero based, so it's not your basic bullshit. It's got a lot of kick to it. It's spicy. It'll make, it'll, I don't know, just make your food taste good. It also has zero calories. So if you want to spice things up and you're, um, you know, watching the figure cutting, it's good. You can spice up anything and it'll taste good. Yeah, I had the green flavor so, the other day. It was muy caliente. Oh, I don't speak Spanish. It's very hot. <laughs> so, so yeah, I will say if you could, this would be awesome. If you can tag El Yucateco and tell them the Swerve podcast sent you there. We would really appreciate that. That'd be super cool. Um, I also want to say you can, we have a bunch of social media stuff. Like we have, we have a Twitter, we have a Facebook, we have an Instagram. We're all over the place. We're on Reddit. We're on YouTube. You can like, and follow us there if you want to hear more stuff from us. But, um, we also have, uh, Izzo, do you want to, uh, yeah. Uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we do have a Patreon. Um, we have two tiers as of now, but you can create your own tier as, some of our Patreon members have done. Spurgalicious asshat, we're looking at you. Fuck yeah. Thank you, creating your own tier. The goat of our uh, Patreon members. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we have a $1 tier. Gives you um, access to all the bonus episodes that we do. So we do one a month there. Uh, it'll also give you numerous shout outs on the podcast. And then the $3 uh, slap the ass tier. It'll give you the bonus content. Uh, the shout outs on the podcast, but it'll also give you early access to these episodes. So you'll get them a few days earlier. So I also have a few things to say as always, please top of recommendations. We'd appreciate that. Like we say, we give priority to the Patreons, but uh, please send us your topic recommendations. If you have drink recommendations, please send those our way as well. That would be super appreciated. If you have not already, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We post our drink recipes up there, and they're kind of fun and interesting. But also, we have a sticker promotion. If you leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcast and DM us a screenshot of that review, we will mail you out three weatherproof stickers. You can see what they look like on our Instagram and Facebook. We post them with our drink posts. And they're just good shit. Like they're, you know, you put them on your laptop, you put them on your vehicle, they'll work. They're nice stuff. We'll mail them out to you for free. Um, yeah, just DM us that. But, you know, if you don't have a Apple podcast, you don't use Apple podcast, or you don't have an iPhone or something like that, you just make a case for yourself. So if, you know, subscribe on YouTube, like us on a few social media platforms, things like this, DM us that, be like, hey, I did this. We'll probably mail you stickers. So I just want to mention that. Um, but as always, like we said, like you don't have to support us financially at all, although that's that's super greatly appreciated. And this is grassroots and we're starting from the bottom. And, you know, we have a lot of costs associated with things. It's super appreciated, but you don't have to at all. Yeah, everything goes back into the podcast. So all the the financial support that we do receive, it goes back in to making a better product, better mics, better setup. Um Stuff like that. But yeah, there's yep. other ways to support as well. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, if you just enjoyed the episode and you just listened and you you learned something and you appreciated it, 
or not you just you just you just had fun or whatever that's uh that's what it's about we're putting out the information we're trying to entertain so as, as long as you, i'm happy you listen that's that's good enough so with that i don't know do we have anything else we need to say if we have missed anything we uh on our social media just go on our linked link tree and you'll find all of our links there that's a good point well very nice with that slap the ass and ride the wave Nikola Tesla. If you've enjoyed this episode, tell your friends about it, okay? I also fucked the pigeon, and I'm back from the dead. <laughs>